Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to Mediums with a Message. I'm your host today, Reverend Gail Hicks. I hope that everyone's had a great week and a very positive and energetic week as we continue on to learn more about our spiritual gifts and insightful messages. I wanted to share with you all that I've been looking back in the past podcast and what we've shared, and I want to be honest and completely truthful with my listeners that I want you all to come away each time you listen to a podcast here at Mediums with a Message with inspiration and feeling positive about yourself and your life and having maybe some questions answered or just the doors open to help you make better decisions in your life and choosing to listen to your higher self, listen to your spirit guides, listen to your intuition, perhaps listen to your mother in the spirit world, whomever is helping you, I want you to be able to access that and not be afraid to access it when it's given. So I want to share today some of the progressions in my life growing spiritually and how it led me to where I am today and where I'm going tomorrow. Sharing some of my childhood stories or my teenage years or even from my 20s about spirit and how spirit led me to understand what the universe is showing me. Because back in the day, it was not as chaotic as it is right now in the world that we're living in. Today, in society, there's so much static, so much more, more energy floating around that we are all, in a way, suffering from what to focus on or ADD issues or ADHD or I know I have all of those, but, you know, what to get things done. How do we get it done? I want to share with you some of the basics that's transpired by sharing a couple of stories to see if you can relate to them or if it gives you that, ah, that aha moment that, wow, could have had a V8. Just that nuance of, wow, that that's been lingering in my head for a while or oh that's what that means or yeah I get it now you know sometimes we don't get it the first time around sometimes we don't get it till the third time around but when you do get it it's that aha moment many of us don't acknowledge the information that we're getting or the creativity that we're getting that comes from our higher power or from your intuition because you're just inspired and it flows it just flows from you and a lot of us question what are we getting and then if you do like I do get these things going on and you call a couple of people and go hey um you're, you're shooting your ideas around with your friends and you tell them what happened and I got this idea, I had this dream, what do you think it means? And then they interpret it instead of you going with the flow and it kind of loses its luster of what you received 
in your own mind, in your dream, in your meditation, perhaps on your walk, perhaps you were running, riding your bike, wherever you were reflecting in your own mind's eye, it inspired you and it was what? When you first received it, it's called a pure thought, pure idea. The word was pure. You want to keep it that way because that's how you know it was spirit-led. I always say spirit drops it in your head. To me, to let my listeners know how things flow into my brain, how many of you remember slides like your uncle or your aunt or your dad taking Kodak slides and each slide was a different picture and they put it in the projector and you put all the slides in put it in the projector and the carousel you click it the slide drops down shows up on the wall when you're watching family slides that's how things pop into my head I think that spirit took that information from my library as a child. I remembered slideshows, family photos, images. So they took what was known and familiar to me, and that's how they drop messages into my head. They give me a spiritual slideshow. So let's ask the question. How do my listeners get their spiritual slideshow? How does spirit access your brain, your mind, to send you messages? How does it drop into your head? Do you just feel it? Do you visually see a symbol or a sign? What is that aha moment? So think about that. Think about that. I know many of my listeners work for major corporations, perhaps you're the head of your own business, you're a CEO, perhaps you work at home, but you're inspired in some way, shape, or form to cultivate and to create your work. And your inspiration comes from the spiritual essence of yourself and how you're connected. You know that gut feeling you get when you're trying to hire someone for your company or you're going for an interview and how nervous you feel or you got anxiety or you almost have a panic attack before you go in for the interview or you're interviewing someone and you're getting all worked up and you have to chew on a couple of tums because your stomach's getting all messed up. You know, that's your gut feeling, that's your intuition kicking in. That's you using your clairsentience to sense that activity. And it helps you to discern when you're interviewing people or you're being interviewed. Your gut feeling is going to let you know, hmm, is this a good fit? Do I feel comfortable in this environment? Are the employees 
working here, do I feel accepted by them? Do they look nice? Do they look inviting? Your intuition and your gut feeling are going to sock it to you. It's either a yes or a no. But on your end, that's your end. And whoever's hiring you, they've got to see if you're a good fit on their end. I had a wonderful lady who is a top executive of a major company here. She's the CEO of it in Savannah. And she took over her father's business, who built it from dirt. I mean, dirt. The first lot that he bought was on his own farm. And he built his empire from the roadside. I went to a networking meeting. They catered it. We had lunch there. And she told us her story. She told us her spiritual challenges. She told her a legacy that she didn't want her father's legacy in business to disappear because she was the only one to take it over in the family. And it had to do with selling cars, owning a car dealership. Mostly you think men are into cars, but there are women out there. We, we love cars. So she went on to tell us her story. And she shared with us at lunch the pressures of inheriting her father's business and being the only woman to run this type of business here in Savannah, which was unheard of because Southern women, just the Southern women, but she was a businesswoman. She had her BA and her master's in business. She was brilliant, still is brilliant, running her dad's company, which is her company now. She grew her business outside of Savannah. She kept extending her dealerships across the south coast of Georgia and into South Carolina by running. Physically running. She was like a marathon runner. You know, the one that 10 miles is a warm-up. So every time the corporation brought something to the table that she had to make a decision on, are we going to expand? Are we going to take over this location? Do we want to hire more people? Where do we want to move the corporate office? I think the corporate office should be separate from the dealerships. She had to make all these decisions and who had to hire people to run these different dealerships. And she had to go to all the locations to see if it validated her dream and her father's dream to keep the legacy alive. But she didn't go and just say, yeah, let's go do it. She said, 
Okay, I'll look all this over. And let me run on it. So everybody in the office, in the conference room, said, fine. She said, I'll get back to you. I'll call another board meeting or conference, and I'll let you know what's up. I love this story because it expresses that she utilized her physical body. Her physical body was the motor and the power for her to get into a transient state of meditation. The quote-unquote runner's high. So she went in that runner's high. She was explaining to all the ladies at the luncheon that she felt like she was with God. She could talk to her dad. She could get insight while she was running. She was still working, but she was working in a higher level. She was working in the spiritual realm, getting information while running about how far to expand the business. Should we open this dealership? Should we move into another state? Now I want to bring to my listeners' attention. Here in the United States, when I used to live in Massachusetts, I'd loved jumping in the car and driving to Rhode Island because it was only three, five minutes away or so, three, five minutes away, but... I could be in another state of consciousness. It's a whole different energy, a whole different vibe. For those in other countries or those living on islands, going to visit another city, going to visit another town, or going to visit another country, it is another state of mind. So there's a transference of energy. You get to see what your gut feeling is. Same thing is if you go to visit someone at the house. You go to a party, you walk in, you go, ooh, I don't think I can stay very long. That's your gut feeling saying, mm, this is not the right vibration for you. Or, hey, wow, I can stay all night. This is a great place to party. Whatever. Go with that gut feeling. This is how she ran her company. By running. I just loved it. She would run and she would figure it out because she could discern everything by going running. That's how she worked things out. How spirit led her to make decisions about her dealership and how it worked for her. Then she'd go back, have another conference. Everybody would sit down. She always went back prepared. She shared with us, when you're running a major company and you have to deal with legalities and lawyers and contracts and new employees, not only do you have to delegate it, she said you have to choose your staff very well. She expressed to all of us that everybody that works in her personal, her personal group, her nucleus, you know, her nucleus, were all women. 
Now, she wasn't discriminating about the men. The men were everywhere. But she had her major marketers and women that would run it. And then those women had men and women. And they had interns. They had college people. I mean, they did the full gambit. But that's how she ran her business. And I loved it because she shared with us her personal health issues. It didn't matter how bad her health issues were and she wasn't allowed to run. She still went running. She was determined not to let anything slow her down because it didn't matter what the doctor said. She kept running because it was her way to balance and to strategize. And she said it was the only way she could hear her dad and get the insight to run this major company. So I don't know if a lot of my listeners are going to go out there and start running to figure out things, but maybe you are a runner. Maybe you like to go hiking. Maybe you like to go sailing or boating. It doesn't matter. That's just how she processed it. So I'm going to ask you, What works for you? What do you do when you have major decisions to make? Does it matter if it's at home or work? How do you deal and come to the conclusion when you're making major decisions? How do you focus? Figure it out. Do you have a group meeting? Or do you have a conference with everybody and take a tally or a poll and let everybody vote on it? Do you go to a lot of those kind of meetings where you have to vote on stuff and you have to really figure out, is this really going to be best for everybody here at the company? Or this is great that the the boss is asking us how we feel about it. We're getting our you know, information of, and we get to put our two cents in. What works for you? Or, you know, do you sit quietly and contemplate the meaning of life and how it relates to you? And is this a good thing for me? Is this a good fit? Hmm. Makes you think. For me, I don't run. (laughs) Not anymore. I used to. I loved running, and I know I've experienced the runner's high, and it's great, but I think you can get a high from bicycling. You can be on your bike and ride forever and get it. You can get a a beautiful meditative walking high from just being out in nature or hugging a tree. However you want to. I like to go walk from the beach, feel the sand in my toes. I like to go to the state park. I like to hear the water and the wind and the waves. I like to be in nature. I love walking in nature. I would hug more trees down here in Savannah, but I don't want to get chiggers or bugs on me. I like, like, you know, that's a scary thing. Don't want those. But it is important to take a mental break away from your computer 
and away from your office, the office building, your home office, step away from that computer, step outside, walk around the block, go get the mail and come back in. To have that peace of mind to contemplate decisions that you are making, but allow your spiritual body and your emotional body to elevate into the unknown for you to receive the answers. And while you're out walking and you're going and you're getting your lunch and you're distracted by all the energy in the restaurant, that's still meditative because it's a diversion. You need that. You need something to break up all that chaos in your head. All that stuff going on that's slowing your brain down. You just allow the media to focus something else. Look around you. Look at the people. Do people watching. That's when you get the greatest ideas. Is when you get the answers that just fall into your head. From your higher self. Can finally just say, hey, let, let them dump it in your head. And now I can get it. And they actually get what I'm sending. And when you do receive it, you take that deep breath. Breathe it in and go, ah, falls in your head. And you got that aha moment. Take a moment and say, thank you. Thank you for this peace of mind. Always put some gratitude out there for your spirit guides, your loved ones in spirit, your bosses that have ascended to the other side that are still coming to help you. Send out that gratitude out there. And when you receive these messages, because those days come along And everybody receives things differently. And you don't want stuff all up in your face and you can't get a word in edgewise and you can't have that peace of mind to focus or that help until the day's over. Perhaps you're driving home in your car and your higher self can come back to you and say... And you can say that, you know, you can actually hear your higher self telling you. And you accept that. It's great to be able to hear things like, it's all good. It's not a problem. You've got this. I love it when in your mind's eye or or Dr. Bigelow, one of my guides says to me, hey, you've got this. Or he likes to clear his throat sometime to get my attention. Like, I'm right here. Did you not get the message? So think about these moments because those moments are messages coming to you in in your own state of mind. Everybody's different. So I want my listeners to really think about how do you receive messages? How are you getting these ideas? Kind of jot that down because that's showing your spiritual growth of how you're connecting, how you're problem solving. 
So you have this discernment inside which helps you to validate your choices and your decisions in your life for your work, for your home, for your family, for your friends. Because spirit is there to lead you. You just have to be very receptive to it. And that's all you have to do. And remember to breathe. I used to tell my students that, uh, you know, the reason you're not receiving anything is because you're not breathing, especially in meditation. A lot of people in, would be in meditation and be really hollow breathing, just really shallow, shallow breathing, barely breathing. And you got to do those deep breaths. Just like when you study yoga, they do all the different pranayamas and the yogas and you're breathing it in and breathe it through one nostril and breathe it through the other. Same thing. The breath filtrates everything. You need your blood circulating. You need the blood flow in the brain. All that helps you be more receptive. Be more receptive. I call it uh, ways of becoming receptive. It's like, remember... When you used to have the old TV set and you had this thing called an antennae. <laughs> and you had to have it on the roof of your house so you could get the right channel to come into your tubed TV back in the day. Well, I call that channeling, you know. You have to have that channel back in the day. You had to get up out of the chair and walk over to the TV and turn the channel. If anybody remembers those days, I do. We had a giant Magnavox TV back in the uh, 70s. Huge screen, and it had these two huge speakers on either side. And it was this big console, mahogany TV. Didn't have a lot of channels back then. We just had the local channels like 2, 5, 11, maybe 8. Then there was another knob. You turned it. It was called the UV. You could get channel 17. Channel 17 is where Ted Turner started his magnitude fortune on his channel. But if you can think back to when life was that simpler, there were less channels that wasn't a huge selection to show you now what we have to deal with today the TV controller first you used to have to turn the channel now you can have a controller and now you can scan through the guide when you had the the TV controller you go to the guide keywords here very spiritual guide. Think about it. Channeling, TV. We're TV. We're channeling. We're getting different stations. We're getting different guides helping us. The TV guide. We used to get this thing called the TV guide. It was a little magazine. And you'd look up in the TV guide what was going to be on TV. That's the only way you knew what was on TV when you turn the channel and find out what time it was on, now they did it and put the 
channel the guides in there and you can scroll through and know what time it's on you can pre-record it you can TiVo it I mean we've really elevated but that's how our mind works too we're our own TV guide in our mind so back in the day think about that symbology that I'm giving you here we live in a world of channels we now can stream through these different portals and picking up choice words that are very spiritual here. Think about it. Channeling. New school, metaphysical, age, or the term is channeling. Old school is trance channeling or trance. Going into a state of mind where you can connect with spirit, hear spirit, is they verbally speak to you or they speak through you. That's trance or trance channeling. That is what TV does. It's a channel. You're on a channel. It's speaking to you. It gives you a program where the entertainment is or the documentary that you're searching for or the news. It's giving you information. But you don't want... I don't want my listeners to forget that you're the channel. And when you turn yourself on, people are viewing you. People are sending out an information and positive effect in some form of change or involvement to your colleagues, to your bosses, to your family. Your information is what you're sending out because you're channeling to help change. Don't think that spirit doesn't have a hand on this. The unforeseen forces that are helping you when you're being guided by people who are being a channel for others from another side helping you, you are channeling this energy coming in. You're streaming it out to others. You're helping people. You're your own little TV and you're guiding people. That's very significant. Let's talk about the word streaming. For some people, say surfing through the channels as they do with programming when you're streaming or surfing through a program, you're trying to find something of interest that is for your daily life, whether it's listening or it's out there watching a lot. If you, my listeners love to watch a lot of TV like I do. Or they don't like watching TV. I'm just saying we're like a television. Because we're active. Energy channeling, trancing, meditating, programming, streaming, and sharing our lives and inspirations. Our creativity, our innovations daily. You need to know that all of this. Is connecting you to your spiritual growth and somehow we just think it's a given but maybe it's a given until you acknowledge it and pull it apart and realize that is the makeup of who I am or who you are I think that's very significant that's why I wanted to share with all of you today what are you channeling out there to others? That's you tapping into that source, tapping into the higher mind to get discernment, to get answers, to run your company, to do your business, to organize your life, take care of your family. 
all of that is you changing the channel, offering different programs, getting things done. That's all about you. What I'm going to share is a story about how things, you know, I want to share with the listeners how things started when I was little. And I didn't know I was a trance medium. I didn't know I was channeling. I was just a little kid. So when I was about five or six years old, I wasn't in control of my spiritual gifts. I didn't even know what they were. I was just being a little kid. I shared a room with my sister Charlene. We had twin beds. And I didn't know that I kept her up most of the nights talking in different languages in my sleep. I didn't remember anything the next morning. I couldn't understand why I was so tired. And my sister would tell me, well, you kept me up all night. You sat straight up in the bed and just talked all night in different languages. And you talked to the closet. I had no idea till later in life, now... I understand what was happening and how it created me, how it changed my life, how my spiritual gifts were already there at the age of five. I was already, I was born with this already exuding from me. And when children are babies, toddlers, newborns, They're still connected to the spirit world. That little cord has not severed. They can't speak to us, but they know exactly what's going on. They're trying to tell us. They have all the information. They just can't say it to us. And then, because they're so, they're still in the spirit world. And until we land on our feet and become more physical we're still children have their imaginary friends they have their people they're in the spirit world let that shine one of our podcasts was is your child gifted let that shine don't let that go so as a child I was entranced or allowing other people when I was a little kid to speak through me or new school calls it channeling, but I was looking at the closet door, and if the closet door was open, it was a portal. It was like a TV, all these different energies coming through. So for my listeners, think about how many of you have children that are afraid of what's under the bed, or the close the closet door, or leave the light on, you know? I never had that problem. I liked the dark. I wasn't afraid of the dark. I just didn't want the closet door open because I knew there were people in the closet and that they were going to come talk to me or show me things. But there were also wonderful people that came out of the closet at night, like my grandmother. My grandmother, who I never knew. She died when I was six months old. But she would come and read to us a bedtime story every night that I could remember. And she would open and close the curtains 
and she'd open and close the closet door. She would tuck me and Charling into bed. She'd sit on the side of the bed. And I was just there watching her while laying in the bed. She's moving around the room until mom, our mom, started yelling at us from downstairs, get back in the bed, what are y'all doing up? You're not supposed to be wandering around in your room, you shouldn't be playing, get back in the bed. We were getting scolded and we weren't doing anything because Charlotte, grandma, was walking around making all that noise in the room. Tucking us in. <clears throat> so one night when Charlotte, our grandmother, was visiting, and our mom once again yelled up the stairs at us, said, get back to bed or else. She was going to come upstairs, and you know back in the day she was going to give us what? A whipping. So mom started up the stairs and said, one more time, y'all get back in the bed. And she was halfway up the stairs, and I yelled out to her. Our door's always open. I yelled out to Mom. And I said, we're in bed. And Charlotte is reading us a bedtime story. My mom stopped in her tracks. Sat down at the top of the stairs. Holding the rail. She didn't come down the hallway. She didn't come peek around the door at us. She sat down. Why? She didn't come in the room. She didn't speak to us anymore. She didn't say anything. Charlotte kept reading the book to us. But my mom experienced something. My mom realized that her girls were in bed. My mom realized that her mother, Charlotte, was in our room. How? Because my mother could smell Charlotte's perfume coming out of the bedroom. That's Claire Augustine's. That's where you smell it or sense it. You can smell it or even taste it. She could smell Charlotte's perfume. Mom started weeping because she stopped and thought, how would Gail know grandmother's name was Charlotte? My mom never talked about her mother. I was six months old when she died. My mom's, I think about my mom's channeling and her little television's going off telling her, discerning, well, Gail couldn't know her name. She's only six months old. I never talk about my mother. Don't even talk about my parents because both her parents were deceased. How was I supposed to know? All I knew were my grandparents on my dad's side. I didn't even know my mom had a parents. The innocence of children. The innocence of children. My mom's experience was her message. 
she experienced spirit communication. Her message from her mother that her mother loved her granddaughter so much that she would come and visit us at night and tuck us in, read us a bedtime story, come and check on us. We could physically see her. We physically could hear her talking to us. We could smell her perfume. We could feel her touch us and tuck us into bed. We could actually see her sitting on the edge of the bed. She made an indention on the bed. I thought she was real. I didn't know, except she came out of her closet. I didn't know that she wasn't real. I didn't know how to discern. I just know every night we got a bedtime story. But her own mother, whom she loved dearly, and she missed. She breathed in Charlotte's perfume and she had validation that that was her mother in that room. And she never questioned us again. We did talk about it at breakfast. She asked me what story did Charlotte read? And I told her. And that was that. How many of you all have ever had an experience having a loved one bringing you a message at nighttime when you're finally maybe can let your mind rest or turn everything off, <laughs> turn your TV set off, all those channels off in your mind to do, to allow that something else can be coming in and that you can allow them to come and talk to you. Have you ever received a message from a loved one at night? I know that many of us have experienced some form of loved, a loved one communicating, whether it's in a dream or they're coming to help you or it's a personal need or a trauma in your life or something very tragic happening. You might have a connection with a loved one coming to connect with you, to tell you it's going to be okay. I want you to think about that. Have you ever experienced a loved one coming from the spirit world, sending you a message? I want you to let that marinate for a minute and think about how valuable your spiritual tools are and embrace them every day. And acknowledge it to yourself that you are beautiful, channeling and touching a lot of different portals, that you're streaming your information into the universe and from the universe and you're tapping into the divine within yourself. Because it's within you, I want you to find your vehicle of how you help problem solving and to receive the message you need to validate your choices in your life. With the help of spirit connecting with you and helping to balance things in your life 
to make things a lot easier and more accessible for you and just to banish all those challenges and frustrations and the delays and just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. There is no great secret to the universe, everybody. We are just evolving. And you have embraced this. And now you can grow. Because we're constantly learning. Because we're constantly taking in and processing like a computer. Like that TV. What are we putting on air now? You know, What are we spouting out to the universe? Whether you're plugging it out on Facebook or Instagram or one of those other portals. There's all these portals. That's what they're called now with all the computers and the matrix we've got going on. But you're putting out a lot of data in your head while you're filling things out and finding what to do. But we can always change that channel because we are the channel. You're the, you're the control of it. So don't let it overrun you. Take a deep breath. Stop and take a deep breath. Go for a walk. Go running. Go sailing. Stop that channel. Think about how you process messages. Take your time. You can do like that wonderful lady. Go running. Because she's running a major corporation, so therefore she's running. I'm going to take a run and let you know how the details in the next couple of days. I'll figure it out. I'll get back to you. I mean, she gets back to the whole corporation, sits down. She's got her bulletproof notes. She lets them know this is how it's going to work. Lickety split. And she went out in nature and she got the runner's high. That divine energy that gave the message. Things can come to you lickety split. Just embrace that lickety split energy. I want my listeners to find out how does your channel work? Or how you work with what you have. Your spiritual gifts. What you've embraced. How you develop your receptivity to the universe, how spirit leads you forward every day. What are your tools that you think you're acknowledging that you're using? I had no idea as a little kid that my grandmother would come and visit me. I thought she was real. She was real to me. That's what mattered to me. I physically could connect with her. She would hug me. She had beautiful blue eyes. She loved me and my sister. She told our moms we were the ones that she waited for. She told us that we had gifts and that we were special. Now, all grandmothers tell their grandkids, you're special. You're a gift from God. You are a blessing. We're all blessings and we're all gifts. Use those spiritual gifts. My grandmother Charlotte was very spiritually gifted. Back in the day, she was an astrologer. I'm surprised she didn't get hung or (laughs) on a witch trial 
Because in the South, it was just like, woo, you just didn't do astrology. You didn't tell people you were a clairvoyant or you had visions or dreams. You didn't tell people that you were a healer. But she still did our astrological charts when we were all born. And she taught my mom astrology. And my sister, Sherling, who we had on the show for the new year. My sister is the youngest astrologer in the state of Georgia to ever be licensed by the city. It's a gift. She was born with it. I was born with speaking to other people and doing in other different languages. The interpretations of tongues. If you look in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 12, 4, the 12 holy gifts of spirits, that's one of them. Besides my grandmother and my mom, I truly believe that my grandmother Charlotte passed her spiritual gifts down through her grandkids. So we could know the importance of our lives and to keep those traditions going and not to lose sight of those spiritual gifts and to realize that we are special. They were born a certain way. We were born within these innate psychic abilities and powers and dreams. We just had to learn how to utilize them, learn how to be receptive, learn how to have an antenna going on. My sister would always joke at me and I'd love to put my hair up on top of my head with a clippy and it looked like I had like Pocahontas. I had this one little antennae of my hair like I was splitting trying to pick up signals with my hair sticking on top of my head. Trying to connect. Just know that you're special and that you're gifted and you're receptive. Spirit leads us in so many different ways. So many of our listeners, I know that you have family that's gifted. And I want you to acknowledge and think about those family members who've told you about your wonderful gifts and what they've passed down to you. Whether they passed it down to you through an inheritance or a legacy or passing down a business, passing down their insight, their ideas, their inspirations. They've gifted that to you. They spiritually led that into your path. Whether you chose to follow in their footsteps or strive out on your own or make it better, that's you allowing your spiritual path to lead you to let your light shine, to let yourself express yourself through humility and humanity and compassion and love and understanding and how the universe has connected all of this together for you. How it opened up everything for you in every way to shape and to form your life and to make it better for everybody else by being a vehicle, setting an example, being a channel, shining your light, letting people observe your spiritual energy and your connectiveness. This is what I want to share with you today. I hope that it brings you comfort. I hope that it brings you peace of mind and more clarity that you can connect with your loved ones. You, you can connect and allow your higher self and spirit to lead you 
you can take a break, shut everything down, and run off and take a run or a hike or go have lunch with some friends to shift your energy so you have clarity and you can focus and allow the divine and everything that you choose to do allow you to become a channel in your life for others. I want to thank all my listeners today for joining in. And I have a couple announcements for all of those who have either recently joined us or who have been with us since day one. I'd like to inform all of y'all that the platforms that you can reach me at for Mediums with a Message is the Facebook page. And you can put a comment below. You can send me a Facebook Messenger any kind of message you'd like. I'd love to hear from you, how you like the show, you have any suggestions, what you'd like me to talk about. Please send me some questions, any questions you'd like me to share on a topic for a future podcast. I would love to hear from you and help you out because I'm here for you. I'm here to share and to inspire you of how great spirit is. And for those who would like to send me an email, you can send it to mediumswithamessage at gmail. And I'd love to hear your story. However you want to reach out to me, I would love to hear it and read it and help you. I'd greatly appreciate to hear from you. Also, please share mediums with a message with your friends or on other platforms. And if you'd like to send back a message on Spotify or podcasters, however you're listening, just send me a message and let me know you, you like the, uh, the podcast. And I would love feedback. Those are the only two platforms that Mediums with a Message is originally on. There's two other platforms that have, unfortunately, the logo and the name out there. And that is, those are not original. Those are someone's personal page. And so please, on the Instagram page, I know that many of you might be following it, but that is a personal page and not mediums with a message anymore. I do not have an official Instagram page for mediums with a message anymore. And I also do not have a TikTok page. So I will let y'all know if I decide to add that to Mediums with a Message. But right now, Facebook and Gmail is the greatest. If you'd like to reach me personally, you can go to my website at galehicks.com or the official site is revgalehicks.com. If you'd like to send me a personal email. Either way, you can send it to RevGailHicks at Gmail. I'd love to hear from you. So that's how y'all can get in contact with me. And let's see. Oh, a little homework assignment. For those of my listeners who listen to the Full Sturgeon Moon, the Super Moon in the Turtle podcast, I want you to remember that we're still in Super Moon energy. So I don't know how y'all have been feeling or if the effects have got you or just high as a kite. Maybe you don't need to do that running to get 
spiritually attuned, but we're still in this full moon energy. So keep your notes about what's happening between the sturgeon full moon and the next full moon is August 31st. It's a super blue moon. So be in contact with your energies, write down what you're getting because it's all positive things happening right now. So if you have a lot of decisions to make, it's a good time to make it in between these moons. So until we meet again on the next podcast, I'm Reverend Gail Hicks. I'd like to thank all of my listeners for joining me today. Keep your ears attuned and I will be talking to you next week. Bye-bye.